0: What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Tray. I'm of course your host, Trey Gamble, and we are back with episode, I believe, 22 of the podcast and before we get into anything if you guys are new to the podcast make sure you guys do follow me on twitter at trey lac that is t-r-e-y-l-a-c underscore and like i always say i just live to tweet clipper games tweet about the clippers and you'll get a funny tweet from me every now and then so um but before we get into anything any part of the podcast i just want to let you guys know that i wasn't actually home for this game i was actually uh hanging out with my grandparents. They're huge basketball fans as well. So I went and I watched the game with them at their house. And uh, I do that every so often, you know, just to kind of chill, hang out with them. And um, so I'm completely winging this podcast, and this is the first time I've ever done this. So bear with me. I'm just going to go straight off my memory. I do have my Twitter up as well. I do, obviously, I live tweet all the games. So I do have some uh, notes on Twitter. You know, I'm just going to go off of my tweets, and it'll sort of, the game will come back to me a little bit. But um, but before we get into anything, um, obviously you had no Kawhi Leonard tonight. Uh, he was doubtful going into tonight. Uh, my good friend on Twitter, Mark, he said, hey, maybe the Clippers are playing possum. Um, and I thought that was a good point, and that ended up not being true. So um, it sucked to not see Kawhi Leonard tonight. I really did thought he was going to play. Um, but, I mean, it's all good. Resting and injury, I mean. But this game was massive, man. Biggest game of the season so far. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get it. But um, obviously, it's all good. I mean, we just have to—we have to win this game on Saturday versus the Nuggets um, because they—we uh, both have 21 losses. The Clippers just have two more wins, I believe. I believe the Nuggets are 41 and 21. The Clippers are now 43 and 21. The Clippers just haven't had any games postponed or rescheduled because uh, they've been relatively—they've been very healthy with COVID. Uh, COVID protocols have been very kind to the Clippers. Knock on wood that uh, it continues to be that way. But um, before we get into the game tonight, let's get into our Buzz Around the League segment. Um, nothing really too crazy on here, but just off the top of my head, the Mavs beat up on the Warriors last night, and uh, i would never seen the Mavs beat up on a team that bad before. I mean, it's just straight domination. Um, they won by 30 points. I think that has to be the largest margin of victory for the Mavs this year, right? I mean, I don't think I'm missing anything too crazy. I mean, if I am missing something, let me know for sure, but just straight dominance by the maps. I didn't even watch the game. It was 62 half. so I just didn't even bother to watch. And I mean, honestly, I mean, if that was my team, man, ah, if that was my team, man, I wouldn't have watched either, to be quite honest. But anyways, let's get into the game tonight. And my buddy was in attendance for the game tonight. Uh, he was in Phoenix. Um, and I was super pissed off. I was so jealous. I was like, man, how do you not have me out there, man? I'm trying to go out there. I'm trying to watch the Clippers, man. Um, but yeah, my buddy was in Phoenix tonight, so shout out to my boy uh for being out there tonight. It was the same buddy I went to the Bulls Phoenix game with um earlier a month ago, actually. That's crazy. It's been a month. That's insane. But uh let's get into the game tonight. Um the Suns were without Jay Crowder and Dario Saric. Um So that was pretty uh that was pretty good uh for the clips. I mean, obviously, you know, you never want to see guys injured. But, sorry, I had to do a slight pause in the pod right there. But, I mean, obviously, like I said, uh, the Suns were without some key rotation guys tonight. Uh, but they had their fair share guys step up tonight, man. Let's get into the game. Um, the Clippers started out really, really slow on defense. The Suns were like 5-6, of 6-7 from 3 early on. And a lot of their looks were wide open, man. The Clippers just couldn't close out on shooters. They just looked really, really slow. And it's another thing with the Clips, man. They never come out punching first. I mean, it's just there's just an energy thing with this team in the first quarter for whatever reason, it's very, very, uh, it's not often the Clippers will ever come out punching first. They never, ever do. I mean, I think a lot of that, I think I said this in the last pod, that it has a lot to do with Patrick Beverly, in my opinion. Um, I mean, obviously, you know Pat Bev is Pat Bev. He comes out with that energy. I mean, you could show up to a game, you could be like, "Oh man, I'm just not feeling it. I'm not ready to play." And Pat Bev will be right there on your ass, man. And that's just why. I, that's why I miss Pat Bev so much, man. Because he brings that intensity, that defensive intensity, and um I and mean, that's a big reason why. I mean, that, that uh, we haven't had a we haven't had any good energy in the first quarter recently. And it's no coincidence. It's really, there's really no coincidence there. Um, and Paul George was rough to start the first quarter. Uh, he missed a couple of shots. He, uh, struggled, uh, from the three point line tonight. Um, he was three for nine on the night. And, uh, he only, he had, a uh, he just had a rough go in the first half of the first quarter, man. He only had a couple of buckets. Uh, he did get to the line a couple times, though. Um, he was 4-for-6 on the line tonight. He missed a really clutch free throw. But, I mean, I think at that point the game was already out of reach. But uh, Paul George, towards the second half of that first quarter, played really, really well. He started making some buckets. And um, he had a couple of nice buckets in the mid-range. He was making some threes. Uh, Paul George, uh, for the most part tonight, was really, really good. He stepped up. He had 15 in that first quarter. He only finished with 25. Well, not only. He finished with 25 on the night. I really thought PG was going to get 40. Uh, Judge by the way He ended that first quarter He was super hot And uh, At this point man This is where the benches checked in Uh, The substitutions came in Uh, The Suns had Frank Kaminsky And Cameron Payne check in Uh, Chris Paul doesn't play a whole lot Uh, In that first quarter he plays like the first five minutes and then campaign checks in for him And I want to give a shout out to campaign man because he was one he was like I swear he was so close to being out of the league But he's really found a role in Phoenix man coming off the bench being a really good replacement for Chris Paul And I just want to say Chris Paul man I miss that dude so much the things I would have done to get CP on the Clippers man is just insane What he's been able to do with this Phoenix team He's no MVP just let's just stop with the MVP CP3 talk It's ridiculous. There's no MVP. When was the last time an MVP averaged 16 in a game? I mean, let's be real. But Chris Paul has done wonders for the Suns team, man. He really has. And uh, it's just a pleasure to watch him. Uh, It's not a pleasure to watch him against your team. I mean, all these years he was on the Clips, man, it's such a blessing. It's such a blessing to see him hoop for the Clippers for six seasons, or however many seasons. I'm pretty sure it was six seasons, but... Really, really good stuff from Chris Paul. Always love seeing him. And Devin Booker is one of my favorite players, man. He's just he's just such a hooper, man. His his shot is so nice. He's one of the best jump shots in the league, the best-looking jump shots in the league. And uh, Cameron Payne, man, he, let's get back to the game. Cameron Payne lit us up in that first quarter, man. That whole first half, pretty much, he was just having an out-of-body experience, making every shot. Cameron Payne, what did he shoot? He shot 6 of 14, but he shot, like, he made, like, 5 of 6 shots, like, early in the game or something. Having out of body experience, the same with Frank Kaminsky, man. Um, I think he's been out for a little while. I think he was uh, in COVID protocol for a while. 15 minutes for Kaminsky tonight, six to eighth in the field with 13 points. Um, he was just he was just being big. He was getting some buckets down low, some uh buckets down low. I mean, the the Clippers went small a lot tonight. I think they went small for a little bit too long. Uh Zubot's I can't say enough about how much Zubots played tonight. He played 25 minutes, super low for A guy of his caliber, especially in this game, I mean, it's just unacceptable. A really bad Ty Lue game tonight, but we'll get into that in a second. And uh, Paul George and Devin Booker started getting a little bit chippy, but that kind of tailed off. There wasn't really anything uh, to take note of in this game in terms of chippiness. I mean, it was just a really good, clean game. Um, I mean, tempers never flare. There was never any fights. I mean, I was actually really surprised to see Chris Paul and Rajon Rondo not, not get into any smack talk sessions or whatever, but... I mean, it's just a competitive chippiness for this team, For these two teams, man. I, I genuinely do think Chris Paul and um, Raj Armando just don't like each other. Obviously, that whole spitting incident with Rondo and CP a couple years back um, when they were on the Lakers and the Rockets. But uh, Paul George and Devin Burger is just a, a basketball chippiness. I, do, I really do think that they're cool off the court and stuff. But, uh, anyways, Paul George uh, into the second quarter was still really, really good. Patrick Patterson. My gosh, man! The Clippers were—they were fighting. They were staying alive. They were down like in the, within the range of five to nine points. Tupac misses that layup. That off of that Rondo dime. Rondo drove in from the right side, I think, and he like dished it off to Tupac. Pat. He just missed a bunny at the rim, and that, the momentum swung after that, man. That that really really looms large with uh, the the ending of that second quarter. Um, it just, Tupac is just really bad defensively. Uh, how many minutes did he play? It feels like he played a ton of minutes. He only played 13 minutes, but it felt like 30. Um, I mean, he was just getting matchup hunted. Chris Pauls is doing his 1 million IQ thing. He's just getting Patrick Patterson on switches and just going to work. Um, but I tweeted, I cannot believe Tupac missed that. Oh my God. <laughs> and the, the timeline was flooded with Tupac slander uh, for that entirety of the first half. But. The Clippers were in good shape to a two-pat layup, man. The, the the Suns pushed it back up to 11, and then uh, the Clippers called time, I'm pretty sure, or vice versa. The Paul George checked back in, um, and he started, he was aggressive, getting to the rim. I thought, yeah, he should have had a couple more and ones, but, I mean, what can you do? Uh, Paul George still can, not getting a superstar whistle, but he had some really strong attacks tonight, more specifically in that second half. Finishing on that reverse, he had a nice and-one late in the game. I might have been the third quarter, actually, but he had a really nice and-one. Um, I think it was Mikel Bridges that had the foul. I don't even remember. Who cares who got the foul? But Paul George had a couple of really strong drives tonight. And Devin Booker, I mean, Terrence Mann was picking him up full court uh, for whatever reason. It was in the end of that first half. Uh, the Clippers were within, like, four. And then Devin Booker had a four-point play with Terrence Mann. He was on his back to complete foul. I just don't understand why Terrence Mann was picking him up full court in the first place. I mean, just pick him up a half. Just stay in front of him. You're don't have, you not getting a steal. Like, I just don't understand picking him up full court. I mean, I like the intensity, the aggressiveness. Terrence Mann, you know, taking on that challenge. But he wasn't great defensively tonight, in my opinion. I mean, I could be missing something, but I don't think Terrence Mann was really all that. He did have two steals to his credit, but, I mean, he had a really bad foul on Devin Booker and that really swung the game. But the Clippers were hanging around, man. They were. I mean, giving themselves a chance. I tweeted on Twitter, it's on Phoenix to close this out, man. The pressure is on them to close this. Um, The Clippers, I mean, it's just like the Magic game. I mean, obviously the Magic are god-awful, but Clippers being undermanned, you know, just staying in it. It's just all you can ask for. It's just, if you can keep it within single digits going into that fourth quarter, you've given yourselves a chance. Um... We're not gonna do a halftime thoughts because I don't honestly I don't remember what I was thinking at halftime. I was listening to Lucas Hannon and Justin Wilson's halftime show and I just was kind of vibing. Um I mean Paul George was good in that first half. He had uh he had sixteen and a half. I think maybe he should have been a little bit more assertive in that second quarter. Uh he had that one free throw and that was about it. And he finished with nine second and a half points, but uh, Reggie man let's get into Reggie to start the second half um he was just really bad tonight it's just it, plain and simple he had a couple he had a nice stretch in that third quarter he had a, a, a three-pointer and a layup uh the, the the Reggie slander was off the charts tonight and rightfully so a really really bad turnover uh late in the game. He kind of he had he like probed into the paint, dribbled it back out, stumbled and lost the ball off his foot. It was immediately subbed after that. That was in the fourth quarter, like midway through the fourth. Rondo checked back in after that. It was just a really bad Reggie game and that's going to happen. As good as Reggie's been this season, man, he's just he just had a bad game tonight and th- that's there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It happens. 10 points, 4 of 11, 2 of 5 from D for Reggie tonight. Uh four assists to four turnover ratio. Not good. Um, but I mean, the name Big Government, Brian Seaman said Big Government on the broadcast tonight. So shout out to Justin Russo for that. It made the broadcast. I thought that was really funny. Um, but I mean, then Reggie had that nice stretch in the third where he had a layup and he had, I think it was like a floater or something. Then he had that three pointer uh, or vice versa. It was in the, the opposite order. But then Chris Paul got going in the third quarter, hitting his really good mid range, that step back mid range, fading away. He's just doing his thing, man. He had it going in the third quarter. As soon as Rondo checked back out uh, and Reggie came back in, that's when CP got it going. He scored like seven in a row as soon as Rondo checked back out. Um, I think it was in that fourth quarter. But uh, Chris Paul finally got a few buckets in a row. And then Zubat's man, criminally underplayed tonight. Uh, he was giving DeAndre Ayton a buckets down there, man. He was. Uh, and he had a nice couple of spin moves down low, some hook shots. He's really, really good at that hook shot. That's been a really good development. He's always been pretty good at that hook shot. But uh, this season, man, he's finishing everything. Uh, he's getting hit with a lot of contact down low. And, and obviously, I mean, he's a big man. But he's going to muscle you down there. He's going to finish with either hand. Uh, I mean, bigs that can finish with both hands, man. It's just so so valuable. And Zubats is just invaluable to this team, man. It's just what he's been able to do on both ends. It's been really, really good. Zubats line for tonight, uh, 14 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists in 25 minutes, 7-9 from the field, criminally underplayed tonight. Um uh it's just there's nothing else you could really say about uh the rotation other than Zubos was criminally underplayed. He didn't close the game he had a uh a stretch in that fourth quarter, but that was about it um I mean the clippers were hanging around in that fourth quarter, but uh Chris Paul went on another personal run. Uh, The Suns were grabbing offensive rebounds. Torrey Craig had a heartbreaking putback. The Clippers were within like two, like one or two, and then Torrey Craig had two offensive rebounds in a row, and he had a bunny at the rim that he made. And then I tweeted, the offensive rebounds that the Suns are getting are so infuriating. Just second chance after second chance. Wow, Zubats was not in the game. So it's like Batum down there trying to get rebounds, but he's getting out-rebounded by DeAndre Ayton and uh, Torrey Craig. Um, It was just super annoying Uh, I mean just the closing Some of the lineup choices tonight were uh, Really really annoying I mean I think a lot of this game is on Ty Lue To be quite honest with you Um, He was just super slow to get the the guys That we needed back in Um, And I mean combine that with a Really bad Reggie game um, And just criminally Underplaying Zubats man it's just a recipe For an L to be quite honest with you and obviously, you know, without our best player, without Serge Ibaka, without Patrick Beverly, two, three very, very key guys in the Clippers playoff rotation. But I think that's going to be about it, man. Clippers lose 109-101. to 101. They did fight the entire game, as they have been all year. They've been really good at fighting when they're on demand. I'm not sure what the record is when they're without one of their superstars, but I know it's above 500. They've just been really, really solid, man. And, I mean, I uh, I didn't come into this game thinking they were going to win. I mean, it's really hard to beat a really good team three times in a row. Clippers still win the season series, though, which is awesome. Really cool to hear. I mean, if they do end up somehow being tied in the standings, the Clippers will get that two spot. But it's not looking good for that two seed. I mean, if you could hang on to that three seed, I'd be more than happy with that. Um, I mean, I don't think the Suns will beat the Clippers in a seven-game series. I really don't think they will. They need home court advantage more than we do, to be honest with you. But, I mean, just looking at the history of the Clippers, man, they've never had home court in the second round. I mean, you could talk about Disneyland, but that was that's not home court advantage when you're playing in a AAU gym with with fan, virtual fans that you can't even hear. So, I mean, this just they've never had home court advantage in their franchise history, but uh, and it's probably not going to be that way this season either. So. It's all good. Um, the Clippers. I th- I'll make my Clippers and six prediction against the Suns. Maybe even five. I don't think the Suns uh, are going to beat the Clippers at all. But I'll say Clippers and six in a fully healthy both sides seven game series. Clippers winning in six games. Um. But I mean, yeah, man. Uh, that's that's pretty much about it. If you guys enjoyed the pod, make sure you guys do leave some feedback on Twitter at TreyLac underscore. That is T R E Y L A C underscore. I really do appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I will see you guys on Saturday versus Denver. We have a huge game, must-win game. They're tied in the lost column with us, um, so we got to win that game. So thank you guys again for tuning in, and I'll see you guys on Saturday. Peace.